The information contained in this podcast is provided for your general information only. It does not give medical advice or engage in the practice of medicine. This massage podcast under no circumstances recommends particular treatment for specific individuals and in all cases recommends that you consult your physician or local treatment center before pursuing any course of treatment. Good afternoon and welcome to the Massage Podcast, episode 11. We are massage therapists here talking about massage, everything about it, different types of body work, business aspects of it. My name is Dawn Adkins. I'm your host here with Jorge Cisneros, our producer, and Elaine Kalenda, our massage guru. You can find us at massagepodcast.com, and if you need to email us, there's a contact page. You can send a voicemail or a text message at 303-656-9860. Come chat with us during live recordings and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And welcome. You should be very excited today because we also have another massage guru in our presence here with a wealth of information. Her name is Catherine Stewart, and she is owner of Stanley Lake Massage in Westminster, Colorado. She has been in business for 29 years. So I'm very happy to have, we're all very happy to have her along. And she is third vice president of the AMTA Colorado chapter involved with government relations. She has been a back rubber since she was (laughs) nine years old, made her first 20 bucks in 1982 and a BCMT Boulder College of Massage Therapy graduate. In 1985, she is going to share everything she knows about insurance billing, and we're also going to talk a little bit about registration and why this has been a milestone and for massage therapy, especially in Colorado, and for uh, the business in general. So I am going to welcome Catherine and let her give us a little more information. Well, thanks. It's really good to be here. One of the things I was thinking about just coming over here is just how much the industry has changed from when I was the back rubber back in those crazy days. And, uh, you know, it was just part of a hippie lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And the idea that I could actually get paid to have fun was a very Mm -hmm. novel concept. Um, That's what whetted my appetite to actually go to school, even though I got a degree in something else, psych. (laughs) And and then I realized, wait a minute, I could get paid to have fun Mm -hmm. and not have a job. So that's the original reason I got in. And here I am still. I think some people still see this as a hippie lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, well, it's that's not so bad. No. Especially mm-hmm. in this stressful, stressful world that we live in. I mean, I, re- I, I kind of miss the hippies uh, a little bit. My sister was closer to being hippie age, but I was there and I remember how, you know, peaceful and free love and all those, you know, the good old days. But yeah, we go back around the same time. So you went to school in 80... Uh, I'm 83 to 85, uh-huh. and I went to school in 78 to 78, 78 to 79, so it was like the same era mm-hmm. still. Very new field. Thank you so much for joining us today, Catherine. Looking forward to our conversation. Um, in particular, I get a lot of questions. I'm Dawn, right? Yeah. A lot of questions from massage therapists saying, how can I get 
Um, how do you do it with the insurance billing? And people, including myself, who have uh, billed for, I mean, even back in New York days, billed for up to $1,000 and never got it and let these uh, trying to help these patients out um, because we knew they were in a, a terrible state physically, emotionally, really needed the work, said their insurance company was going to pay, and it just never happened. And um, I don't deal with it anymore these days, but I sure would like to. Uh, so, and I know a lot of people really ask me this question a lot, and I always say, call Catherine Stewart at this <laughs> number, and you've always been so gracious with them and so helpful, so uh, I'm sure our listeners today would really like to hear about that whole process of a, a third-party reimbursement, what it's like in Colorado anyway, which is your expertise, so take it away. Um, well, first off is just to take it out of the personal is unfortunately people have had bad experiences and it leaves them bitter and then they don't even want to try again. The main thing to think about with insurance reimbursement, third party uh, collection is you have to, it's a business. You have to do your research. You have to do the paperwork right. It's not that they're trying to rip you off, but if you don't do it right, they have the perfect excuse, right, to not pay you. Because they don't have the documentation that they need for their their systems. Mm-hmm. So, um, so for example, in the case you were saying, somebody walks in the office and says, "I have insurance. They say they'll pay for it." Well, can I get a copy of your insurance card? Uh, can you tell me uh, who your adjuster is at the insurance company? Getting all those basic information things that then you call the insurance company and verify that they have coverage, that they actually cover massage therapy code 97124 or code 97140. It may be that, particularly with general health insurance, I'll start with that, general health insurance, uh, you can call them, but then you have to ask them specifically about those codes. They may cover those codes only if it's done in a doctor's office or a chiropractor's office, not if you sign on the bill. Really? You have to ask that question too if they say they cover it. So um, that's the first thing. And I would say that 90% of general health insurances do not cover massage, but there are the 10% that do. So definitely worth the phone call if you're still building your practice. Again, research at the front end is, is, is what you do. And also you have to have a form that says that they're, they're liable for their bill um, if for any reason that you can't, you can't collect appropriately from the insurance company. Right. Yeah, unfortunately, people want to. Everybody would love to believe their insurance covers massage therapy, and yes, that ain't that ain't the case. You know, the the key I think for a lot of people is they don't know where to start. How do you find these people that have a legitimate um, prescription for um, massage therapy? Is it? I don't do. Automobile insurance companies, is that still, they still don't cover massage for car accidents. I think there was something that was added that you could pay extra for it, I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, here, med pay or something. Could you tell us about the sure. that and the, um, are these standard forms available? Well, what, what Don's referring to in Colorado is something called med pay. Right. Um, we used to have a no-fault insurance and that was replaced by tort back in 2002. Right. Um, med pay in particular Unless you sign on your insurance that you do not want MedPay insurance, you automatically have $5,000 worth of coverage on your basic automobile policy if you're in an accident. The, some people may have more than that. Because no matter whose fault it is? No matter, who, no matter whose fault it is. Okay. The MedPay on your insurance pays for you. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, very valuable because if, if you're at fault and you don't have med pay, then you're really in trouble with those bills, mm. You know, if, mm-hmm. especially if you're really badly hurt. And, and this is $5,000 right. you can use 
for anything you want or right. a chiropractic or a massage or acupuncture right. or whatever. The ma- majority of people, uh, the thing you have to look at as a therapist, did they go to the emergency room first? Did they see a bunch of doctors? Were they in the hospital for any length of time? Because, you know, anybody who's had experience with that knows that that $5,000 is gone. So that's an important question to ask is what treatment they've received prior to coming to your door. So the hypothetical thing would be somebody says, I was in an accident. Um, I have med pay. I think I'm covered. Mm-hmm. So again, you would call their adjuster. The adjuster cannot tell you how much is left in, in their fund, but they can tell you if it's still open, which means they still have money left in that $5,000 fund. Mm. Could you say, for instance, well, I want to give them five massages in a row. That'll be $300 or $400. And they can, they can say, oh, yeah, we can do that. Can they say that? or It really, they can't really they can't say, say anything. Right? Okay. What it's really about is who gets the bill in first. Mm-hmm. And for the first 30 days, there's a priority toward any emergency room bills or ambulance bills. They have first take so to speak and that was written into law when the med pay was passed well anyway at the -hmm. the time right um so important to know that but as you know the majority of people who get in auto accidents in colorado it's a fender bender it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily a huge thing they don't go to the hospital but they wake up the next day and their next jacked or Mm -hmm. yeah but it's enough of a jolt to uh warrant treatment yes certainly to to prevent problems later on i i a lot of students came to class today and a couple of them had had little fender benders and i i worked on them right away and you know you can feel a difference if you get that pressure off the neck right away it's Mm -hmm. it's it's just so helpful to prevent problems from real deep-seated problems from uh occurring over the next several weeks so let me ask you this if if so okay there's people out there getting in car accidents how how do we draw them to us is it is it possible to say call a state farm agent and say if you know anybody's in a car accident can you give them your card and say send me these people who are in a car accident across the line it would yeah soliciting to the yeah they'd be like an ambulance chaser oh okay okay. well (laughs) i mean i don't know however However, however, it really makes it a point in your practice to put things up in your office on your website. Did you know we take okay um, insurance? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, if you're in an accident, find out if you have MedPay. That's a very natural way to to expand your market in house. Mm. Another is on your website to say that, and so people that are searching for an office that that takes MedPay will also come see you. Okay. That might be the decider Med- for them if they <laughs> see that you you will work with their insurance. I'm going to mm-hmm. check and see if I have that on my insurance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and also, again, just to make sure you still have to do your due diligence and check it all out, make sure that they have an open account and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, the car mm-hmm. accident insurance there, uh, what other types of people? I know workers' comp is a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Workers' comp is a big one for us. We've been uh, doing workers' comp for gosh, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it very much is a system you have to learn to work within their guidelines. Um, it's very, they have very clear rules and guidelines that we are included under, but we also have to work under the prescription of a doctor. We can't just see a workers' comp person out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I would recommend in general, no matter what insurance you're working with, if you can get a prescription from a doctor, it's just good for their mm-hmm. Uh, the client's uh, files as well as for your files just yeah. helping you justify care if there's ever a question. So, But with workers' comp, um, one of the things to do in that case is also, again, working with your general population and your, and your clientele, letting them know you do that. Mm-hmm. But the other is really trying to connect with doctors in your area that do workers' comp. 
as an individual therapist, I think it can be very difficult because it requires a lot of marketing. It requires a lot of contact. And usually it's a personal referral that someone who's a, a pal of theirs mm-hmm. is, you know, it refers them to you for work. And that may be how that door opens for you. And a lot of confidence, too. Sure, sure. And um, very much it's, it's, again, getting the paperwork right, following the rules. For example, in workers' comp, it's really important that you document parts as parts. So if your fear prescription is specifically to work on the neck and shoulders, you only get to work on the neck and shoulders. You don't get to work just anywhere. And you document specifically what you did and what was the cause and effect. And, and you generally have a certain number of vis- visits to knock out the care in and take care of the person. And you can get extensions if necessary, but you really should be thinking outcome-based. You know, that you really want to help this person get well as quickly as possible. Not, not that you wouldn't otherwise, but it, it requires a specific focus in your work. Mm-hmm. So um, would you, how would you suggest finding how massage therapists can find out um, doctors in their area who do work with um, work, workman's comp? Mm-hmm. Um, would you send a nice card or letter to their offices just letting them know that you're around, which is not the same in my way of thinking as... I don't know how 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 did you build up your network of uh, doctors and therapists? Well, I mean, it's been a while, but yeah. At, at this point, we're able <clears throat> to actually our network works with networks um, like Concentra, uh, Pinnacle, different of different ones of the workers' comp. As an individual getting in, I believe marketing always works in threes. There's the initial contact, a follow up letter, and trying to make a meeting. Mm. Um, that's pretty standard. But I, I can tell you, if you have a medical background at all or any connections into that office, it really helps. Mm-hmm. So first ta- first place to try and get some of those names would be looking under occupational medicine. Mm-hmm. Those are the doctors that specialize in doing workers' comp, uh, physiatrists also, right. and looking at that. It, and if, for example, say if you've ever had a work comp injury yourself, that's a natural in to go talk to your doctor about it as well. Right now, you mentioned before uh, different a couple of types of insurance you wanted to talk about. One was general. Right, there is general health insurance. Then MedPay was the second, and then the third is workers' comp. Okay, those are the main ones. So we covered the main ones. Mm-hmm. Now, for anyone listening, <clears throat> how would you? I mean, do you have any? Are there any classes you can take in this? Can you? Are there? I heard. Uh, I know a practitioner who hires somebody just to take care of all of his insurance billing because she knows how to do it. She's familiar with the forms. He says it's worth every penny. Yeah, if you have any kind of volume, you really want to hire somebody who specializes in that and does right. that only. Right. Because let them do all the phone calls and the headaches and stuff. It, you're money-making time is having people on the table. That's right. And it's very much worthwhile to pay people to do the authorization process for you, the booking process, um, you know, helping you fax out documents to the doctor and to the insurance company, sending bills, all those things. Yeah, and somebody who understands the lingo and mm-hmm. is familiar with the forms and can keep up with the changes because... And doesn't mind being on hold for 20 minutes at a time. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's love with Musac. <laughs> Okay. I you know and that's what, that's the hardest part I think for massage therapists. They you get the big dollar signs and it makes a lot of sense, but to be on your own and especially if you get involved with insurance billing, it's a lot of work. It, it is your a, whole day. It's a, yeah. It's a new vocabulary, it's a new way of talking to people. Um 
It's time consuming. You can't feel insulted easily. Right. It is not personal. Because you will They've crash got... that phone down and go cry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and so it is better to have someone who might be... Um, less reactive right <laughs> and that's what they do and it's not their money so they don't take it as personally mm-hmm. i think that's a really good way to go yeah yeah I, I was thinking about that on the way here too about how we learn so much in school about body work we get a brief little business section and um right. you know we could have gosh a whole semester on business the business easily. aspect of massage mm-hmm. easily right but but as I've seen for many people who go in school, some people just really want to be employees. Those people who really want to be independent contractors and making it on their own, they, there should be like a addition. Well, there is additional training out there. There's Diana Thompson is someone who teaches a mm-hmm. class, and I believe you're having her on soon. Yes, as soon as possible. Diana, I'm coming after you. <laughs> if you're listening. Um, uh, Vivian Mahoney um, also teaches classes um, in the Florida mm-hmm. area. I can also recommend the Medical Massage Practice Manual oh, yes. by David Luther. David and Luther's book is very good. Yeah. and I'm, Does he have a video? He has a partner. D- oh, he right. He has a partner um, who helped him write the book, and I'm unfortunately We met her, name. didn't we, when yeah. we were doing some work for the state? Yeah. At any rate. Um, so sorry we remember her name. To, to give you form, sample forms and things. But I, I encourage you, if you want to do insurance billing, do it. Don't just do it half-assed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that really... It doesn't get you anywhere. But it, it's worth it for folks to look into because, I mean, it does help help you to, you know, to. it's a lot more, a lot of money in it when you get it right. Right. Good potential earnings in there if you get it right. Yes. And also an opportunity to build your reputation with the local health care providers. The other thing is if you make a relationship with a doctor who refers to you four clients who each need six visits, mm-hmm. isn't that half your schedule? Oh, sure. yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. so, so... It's, it's really thinking, thinking wisely about how you want to use your time. You know, I have a client, too, who also, um, she has some uh, problems with her shoulder. So her doctor wrote her a prescription for massage therapy. She's coming once a week, and she's using something called flex spending in her insurance. And uh, that is... I think if maybe we could ask our clients, you know, do you have this flex spending or mm-hmm. and again, have your insurance pay for it? Put it on your website. Yeah. You know, if you have a flex spending account, you can use it to pay for massage. We have a very large number of clients who, who use their flex spending account for massage at our office. Mm-hmm. And I felt like she said it was easy. The it's insurance like a cafeteria yeah, plan. The insurance companies don't bother her about it. They don't question her well, about Because it's expense. her money. Yeah. It's her own money that gets collected from uh, pre-tax from your salary. I have that too. And yet, when I turned it in for the last 70 bucks that I had left on it this year, for a simple eye exam, they want a whole big detailed explanation. Oh, it's, it, you, you can avoid that, actually. Mm-hmm. Always provide your client with a receipt at the time of service. So if they get a question on it, they can immediately send it. Or actually, it's even better if they send the receipt in with the bill. They want an itemized receipt, however. Exactly. You know, itemized yeah. receipt but, for an eye exam. It but, says on the thing, eye exam. <laughs> uh, you know, okay, what do they want? You know, one left eye and right eye. There's your itemized receipt. But I don't know. It's They're trying to make sure you didn't do shopping therapy instead. I know. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, I, it says eye exam. But it, uh, it, the thing is, you know, it's it's my own money. Yes. Like, please give it back to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. And you have to do it by the end of the month, Elaine, or else you ain't getting anything. So I encourage you also personally, if you don't have a flex, if you can have access to a flex spending account. Um, a health savings account, please do it for yourself as well. Mm-hmm. I'd like t- us to get to the point, like in the state of Washington, 
where I think it's pretty much anyone can get up to 10 massages a year paid for. Uh, they have a, some, I don't know, they're pretty... From their insurance company. Yeah, they're pretty uh, forward over there in Washington. Well, and it was part of a whole health program, and right. I don't see Colorado in particular... Well, well, I don't see Colorado doing that, but I think that definitely insurance companies view massage therapy as an add-on. Most, actually, most general, not most, but many general health insurance, if they do not cover massage directly, they do have what are called affinity networks. Um, these are networks like Landmark, uh, Optum Healthcare, Ash Network, mm-hmm. and uh, these are ones that the client does not pay for directly, but they can get a discount on massage. Uh, offered at the time of service if you enroll with them. Mm-hmm. The only challenge I would say, if you're interested in that, if you if you if you sign up with one of those networks, don't let it become too big a part of your practice because that can it it can be self defeating. In that, if you have the majority of your clients on a discount, mm-hmm. and then you're turning away the regular paying clients, so you can take care of the the discount people, it yeah. hurts you in the pocketbook. It can the in the end. So more, no more than like maybe 25%. Yeah, that's a good point. People don't think about things like this, and then you get into a situation like that, and you say, well, I don't have any room for the and people are calling me that want to pay me out of pocket, you know, mm-hmm. uh, my my asking rate. Hmm. So I have a question. I You know, you're, I always hear people saying, oh, the, you know, there is no money in preventative care. You know, do you feel that insurance companies are – are like that. I mean, it just seems people get caught up in that kind of conspiracy stuff and it's about the man and big money. And yeah. No, I, I heartily disagree with that. Insurance companies are there to take care of their uh, companies that buy insurance from them. So, for example, a, a local in, uh, company named Gaim, you may, they sell all the little wedgie, wedgie things and all that. The, if you ever see the little kiosks that have all the yoga mats. They do a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're a very forward-thinking company and they made sure to include massage as a benefit in their plan. Oh, wow. that's wonderful. So, mm-hmm. so it's really about the thinking of the company mm-hmm. and where they want to put their money. Unfortunately, health insurance for everyone is, is just so expensive. You have to just look at, would you, would you rather have the money for a broken arm or a massage mm-hmm. if it came down to that kind of choice? Mm-hmm. And everybody has to make those decisions in their, in their budgets of how they take care of things. I personally find it less than useful to view insurance companies as, as you know, Darth Vader. The bad guy. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I that's, agree. That's very reassuring. I think it's slowly but surely, I think, you know, like you you said in Washington, 10 a year. I mean, that's... Yeah, well, our whole insurance of the whole state of the entire country is under (laughs) examination here. So, you know, I just like to run to Washington the day before they decide everything and go, Remember, put a line in there that says massage therapy yeah. for all. In government relations, I can tell you, you got to start a little earlier than that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and being in government relations, you don't see it happening mm-hmm. in Colorado. That No, um, she talks. she's just making a joke. Because well, it couldn't happen the day, be- the day of. It couldn't happen the day no, of. No, day before. Everything takes Colorado a long time. Yeah. It, in Colorado, um, every state has its own culture, um, how politics work. And very much we were able to participate with that process and getting registration done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had I had a zero to 90, 90 mile an hour lesson in terms of dealing with this with registration. Mm-hmm. And what I learned was is that there's always trends. There's a, a, like waves of, of energy or mm-hmm. news or politics that are being that are going on at any time that cause bills to be run or not run. 
and we were fortunate that, so to speak, we caught a wave mm-hmm. when it was time for our registration. That's great. Well, we went in there and fought for it. Yes. With our soft hands. <laughs> uh, we we did this, what was it, the stress buster and the massage day yeah, at we, the Capitol. Yeah, we actually annually, this year it's going to be March 8th, uh, 2011. Um, at the Capitol from nine to five. Yeah, if you're interested in volunteering for that, if you can, you can contact me at Vimarsha, B is in Victor, I M A R S H A, at AOL dot com. We're already putting together volunteers for that. Um, all require all that we require is, of course, a copy of your registration and, and uh, your proof of insurance. Yeah, and we'll put that on our uh, website as soon as we're done with the show today. Um, oh, it's oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's just uh, you know all I all I think of I've done several of them where uh, you go to the Capitol building and they usually put us in that great big beautiful room um, with the old wood and everything. But all I can picture when I look back on those days is a lot of blue suits that wear a lot of navy suits, and um, I'm talking about of course our legislators and um, representatives over there, the lawmakers, and it was really, I think, a great idea. And they so, and they lined up, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I did it last year. I actually got three, yeah. some three people came to me from that. Really? Yeah. That's a, See? It was a lot of fun, too. And they're very, they're very busy. busy oh, they're so stressed. <laughs> you imagine the, yeah. the tension that they, so, you know, we've, go, we've gone down there with practitioners over the last several years and the kind of little whispers in their ears, you know, no pushy stuff, just convincing them really with our hands, literally with our, with what we do. Uh, that we need a law and we need to be, and massage, the massage therapy needs to be protected. And it, it really worked. And also just learning that legislators are people here, you know, too, just as anywhere. And uh, you find out that they're the back rubber in their family. It's like, oh my mm-hmm. goodness, wow. <laughs> it's a senator and it's a back rubber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I think, how do we get to the Associated Press? We need a wave, you know, I need, we need the Associated Press because the medium rules the world so we need to get a big story out there that how stress can relate it to disease and massage therapy can really help you and well it all goes back to research it all goes back to research and i i know that amta is working on that on those levels in terms of documenting and putting together uh reports that document the effects so that we can use those when we talk to doctors when we uh for example i think whitney Lowe was on the show mm-hmm. um yes. i know he works with the ama right Yes, I, yeah. you know, he didn't go into it very much when he was here, but yeah. yeah. He's, and so again, influencing them in terms of how exactly. the codes are written, all those different things. Mm-hmm. So. Well, exactly. And he's and his strength, Whitney's strength is also that he's very um, meticulous in mm-hmm. his presentation and very orthopedic and, and he speaks the right language that they want to hear, kind of like physical therapy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, those stress buster days and those days working with... Um, people at the Capitol, they really paid off. Mm-hmm. And I think that they really listened to us and they really heard us in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was not easy. Um, Catherine, I've just got to say again and again how much I appreciate all the, the, the many years and all the efforts and your, um, uh, that you, the time you put in talking with just about everybody involved in, in helping us to become registered massage therapists in the state of Colorado. Um, I really thank you for that. And the first time I heard you speak back when you were doing the Colorado Massage Network mm-hmm. with Sue Jernigan and, and our friends there, um, you know, business owners, of, you know, long-term business owners in Colorado. 
uh, massage therapy practices. Susan Jackson. Susan Jackson uh, Grubb. Uh, so the first time I heard Catherine get up there and speak, I was just like, who is this woman? You just have a, you're just such a natural, uh, disarming person. And I just think that you have the greatest personality for um, not only massage therapy, but it was instrumental in those challenging days um, that, that when Catherine gets up and speaks, everybody just calms the heck down. And we were working with uh, ABMP. Mm-hmm. So imagine for the first time ever in Colorado history anyway, the AMTA and ABMP members working together to get this uh, matter done. And that was incredible. I was so glad the day that that happened and we finally put the buried the axe and got together because together we were strong. Yes. And uh, and mm-hmm. I, I just have to say that um, ABMP has, much, has been very forward thinking um, in how they've worked with us since that point, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of the teamwork gets things done much faster than each each team pulling apart. If you go to legislature with mixed messages, they'll mm. shoot you down. Mm. That's right. So it was, they were, it was exactly right. And Jean mm. Robinson, also very strong. Awesome lady, and she works nationally. Very smart. Yeah. I'd like to get her on here one day. So, you know, regarding the registration that we now have in Colorado, um, so I know other states require a license. Mm-hmm. So in Oregon, people are licensed massage therapists, correct? And right. here in Colorado, we are considered registered massage therapists. Can you tell us the difference between licensed massage therapists, registered massage therapists, and how we call ourselves now? And I don't think a lot of people know to use RMT mm-hmm. and not LMT. That's true. And also different states will use different definitions of licensed, registered, and the lowest protection is called title protection. So I'll just, I'm, I just want to make it clear, I'm speaking for Colorado only. Um, in our st- So there are three levels. Title protection means that no one else can use the term, but it's voluntary. You don't have to join. You don't have to sign up. But there's title protection for those people who, have, have, uh, who can show that they're educated in massage. In registration, um, obviously there is a, a background check, a check-in uh, to education, all of those things. And you're, if there's any uh, complaints that come up, then that's registered somewhere. Under title protection, there's no enforcement at all going on. Then the next tier in Colorado would be licensing. That actually means site visits. That means them coming to check your place out. To It's, it's much more thorough. Mm. <laughs> thorough and it's and uh, when you look at the idea we expected there was only going to be 8,000 massage therapists in Colorado when the registration has been most completely done we're over 11,000 mm, Wow! and can you imagine how much money that would have cost us also for them to do site visits at each of these offices it would have made um, the fees ridiculous mm. to do that mm. because of the volume that we have um, that has allowed us a renewal of $44, whereas when we started, it was $90. Um, new therapists now are down to $80 because it does require them more to, d- to do the initial checks and things. But renewal for $44, I mean... It's unheard of. <laughs> it just makes me smile. Yeah. Um, for those of you who were registered from the beginning, your uh, massage registration is getting ready to expire at the mm-hmm. end of January. And you were mailed a yellow card, um, very standard, a yellow postcard in the mail. If for some reason you did not get that, it's not uh, Dora's fault. You may not have given them a correct address or you moved. You can change your address online. You can also 
well, let me finish. Again, your uh, registration is going to expire on the 31st of this month. You need to go to the DORA website, www.dora.state.co.us, diagonal, massage, hyphen, therapists. And that takes you directly to the renewal page. It's extremely easy. I It took me five minutes and a credit card. Is that mm-hmm. Yeah, about right. Yep, yeah. five minutes. And I received <clears throat> it, I think, maybe a week later. So yeah. you get it in the mail. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just did it yesterday. Yeah, you get you get your license renewal in the mail. And uh, Dora wants people to do this online. They don't want to be handling the paper or over the phone and specifically will not take your information over the phone. No, but they don't have enough people to handle 10, right. 11,000 therapists. It's a, it's a very small office that's dealing with our... Sure. A massage therapy branch. And, and just an aside, if you cannot access online services, please call 303-894-2984. So we're going to post those numbers, um, just handing that over to Jorge now to post on the website. If you've missed it, don't worry about it. So, yeah, being a licensed massage therapist in New York State for many years, you know, we, we took the New York State licensing exam, which they give only twice a year. I mean, it's not... There's some things about licensing that's really cumbersome. And mm-hmm. one of them is that if your state has its own uppity license <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, they really uh, want to keep it that way because it's embedded in the bureaucracy of that state. You know, I mean, I can understand that part of it. Being a licensed massage therapist really doesn't give you any more clout than being a registered massage therapist. So, Don, you know what you're asking before was is is a registered massage therapist something lower than somehow you know than being licensed and it and it really is for us in Colorado I think it's less cumbersome this is going to be easy to renew now once you are registered if you behave yourself you'll stay registered the rest of your uh, life and it's easy to renew and what it I think it will do for us is something that we probably see in five to ten years what it'll do for us. Mm-hmm. It's still too early to say, but I think that it will really help uh, to clean a few things up um, in massage therapy. I think we're going to see less overt sort of massage therapy shops. It's already changing. It's already changing because, you know, you used to get these calls and I used to get these <laughs> calls too yeah. from yeah. that wonderful officer at the Aurora Police Station. I used to say, are you guys licensed yet? We're really trying to shut this place down. We know it's a house of ill repute, he would say. And and But we go in there and we have nothing to bust them for. And so, I'm, you know, uh, for people like that uh, who we're trying to help us. I think that the Yellow Pages will start to get a little cleaned up, although they've been our toughest people to change. You know, you give them money, they'll put anything in there. But Well, and I think that the advertising market is changing. I actually am not in the Yellow Pages very much at all anymore. I'm online. Right. So so I think that's a natural change in mm-hmm. terms of how therapists are marketing themselves. Mm-hmm. I guess the one that always upsets me is like the free mag, the free newspapers. Next, uh, it's uh, that... Um, Westward. Westward. Westward is full. Not Nexus. Full Nexus of, is a good one. Nexus. <laughs> Nexus. <laughs> yes, Nexus is a good one. I'm sorry. Um, it's just those papers that yeah, lie around. But if you go, I, I actually have fun browsing the back now, and they all say CMT, because certified massage therapist is no longer, is not a protected term. Mm-hmm. And so the, they're avoiding, they don't say the word massage. And they, they don't you know, use They step R&T. around all the, all the edges and stuff, but it's, it makes it really clear that they're not legit. So, whereas before, I think it always concerned all of us when you'd look at it and going like, well, it could be, 
might not. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm a CMT back in those. It's, it yeah. was insulting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what types of things would make you lose your registration besides obvious, you know, sexual misconduct or is it felonies can misdemeanors cause you to felonies can uh-huh. um if it's a misdemeanor in an area that might affect your your um ability, ability to, practice. to practice safely yeah um and particularly it's looking more at malpractice things that you can't practice safely okay um complaints from the client mm. it's not it is not about um for example you may get dora may get a call well, how come they charged me this much when, you know, that kind of thing. Dora, that's not what Dora is about. So um, speeding tickets, things like that aren't going to... No. 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 <laughs> okay. no. Um, yeah, and, and I, I think that Dora has done an excellent job of, of setting up the whole process. They, compared to other states, by Gene Robinson's report, were very efficient, uh, had everything ready to go, have done an excellent job of responding to people's concerns and questions. Yeah. Yeah. So people call Dora with their with silly things or well, at, let me explain the bigger. Dora is part of um, a commission that responds to consumer complaints. Okay, so it's and it part, stands for Department of Regulatory Agencies. So one of their jobs is to respond to consumer complaints. Before that, before we were registered, there was no place for someone to make a complaint about a therapist except to their professional association if if the client knew. Right. what their professional association was. So it makes it actually a, a very clear avenue if there's problems. Um, you were asking a minute ago, Don, something that I thought Catherine was going to have a lot to say about. And, <laughs> and it had to do, I think, when, uh, you know, I've had a number of people say to me, you know, I got a DUI about 15 years ago, or I had a, somebody recently asked me, um, they had gotten a little bit of trouble, I think for a joint back in 19... 19- 80 something I thought you know what just tell the truth and put your court records in there and everything they asked for just tell the truth um, and just say you know it was uh, a silly thing to do I got caught I paid my dues to society and uh, I'm straightened out now and I love the profession and I would do nothing to ever harm anybody and just be honest I think that uh, they'll know you know, they get it probably, it won't be the first letter they get like that for sure. Yeah, and they do have a process of taking people, um, to p- taking people's applications that are, don't follow the normal um, pattern, and they give them careful review. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to make sure that the person isn't, you know, a, a continued danger to others for some reason. Right. And of course, you know, uh, having gotten caught with, uh, you know, uh, being a little... Um, stoned or uh, drunk enough to get pulled over, that's very serious, you know. Um, So you should come clean with that. But also, uh, if you paid your debt, and of course, something like, you know, I was caught dealing, you know, three three kilos of cocaine in my car, (laughs) that's going to be a little more serious than, you know, just getting caught for using. So use your head out there. But it's always better to be honest because if uh, they fi- you know if they find out you're never going to get your license yeah. maybe not even in another state if they discover it mm. and you haven't revealed it you're oh, in deep, deep trouble yeah so always good to put that out yeah i wanted to go back actually to a little bit about the uh the licensing registration title protection um we also get that question is like well why didn't you go for the licensing mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. really it had to do with trying to keep the costs 
at a lower rate, and which certainly has proved out. The other part of that, and and I want to make sure this is my personal opinion that I'm expressing, not that of AMTA or anyone, is um, I think we've all experienced um, groups and organizations that get that get formed where the leadership, because they are the leadership, has to justify their existence. So, for example, with a licensing uh, situation, you get a board of people that are appointed by the governor. These people are appointed and they have to do things. So, unfortunately, sometimes people with the best intentions can screw up what was a beautiful thing <laughs> to start with. You, I think we've all experienced that in different oh, places in our life. and are experiencing it all the time. Right. And any bureaucracy. And, and God bless those people who really want, you know, care about it and want to make they changes. They do their and best. Stuff. But... If it's if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right, and it, and the boards, uh, you know, they just have a tendency to become problematic. They can be. They can be. Yeah, I've had and, that experience. And I'm not I'm not saying all boards are no, but but like all groups, they go through. Um, but the thing is that you things. may have a wonderful board, but board members change, and that right. changes the dynamic, and that's that's somewhat uh, sometimes what the problems. And they can bring their How own the problems agenda. arise, and people have their own little agenda, and see it my way, or hit the highway, and yeah, I've sat on enough. I've I've done enough board time, <laughs> and I've got the skill tuberosities to prove it. <laughs> you know, just sitting for hours debating yes, a, a things that don't of, need debating. And diagram of Elaine shows these large bulging bones yes. on, her, on her seat where they used to be. <laughs> right. Yes, I have tuberosities built up there, scar tissue. All uh, right. Thank you, Catherine, for answering all these, you know, people. Um, tell people where they can reach us, Dawn, yes, um, call um, in and get info. We're at uh, massagepodcast.com. You can contact us on our contact page. You can also leave a voicemail or send a text message at 303-656-9860. Come chat with us during live recordings if you have any questions ever. Um, even not during live recordings, we will answer them at any time, please. And even if you have a question about something we haven't talked about or you have an idea that maybe you'd like to hear more about on our show, we will get right on it. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And we're here, the Massage Podcast, talking about massage. And we have found some really fabulous guests. And I keep learning every show for sure. And um, I'm just thankful to all the people out there and everything they have to offer. There's a lot to know. Right. And episode 11 today, it's gone by so fast. And please check out the former shows that we have online. Uh, on our podcast they're available to you anytime you want to click on you can uh, see who we've interviewed already who we've had as guests and we have some very exciting guests coming up so check us out all right Catherine do you um as far as resources how how can people use you as a resource as far as medical billing do you are you teaching classes I know can they come talk to you and what do you (laughs) offer to help people out with this um, I can help people out to a certain extent, um, definitely in terms of steering you to good classes. Elaine's been putting a bug in my ear about teaching, so that may happen. Um, currently, I'm in, I'm part of a network, Stanley Lake Massage Therapy Network. Um, we actually are soliciting for massage therapists that do not bill massage, don't want to ever bill massage, but they would like to work on clients. They already have an orthopedic bent. Um, and so we look and interview people around the Denver metro area to see if they could be part of our network and to see if that works. So 
again, if you'd like to contact me about that, my email address is vermarsha, B is in Victor, I-M-A-R-S-H-A, at AOL.com. And this is an excellent resources, a resource uh, for therapists, definitely, who don't like to deal with any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and are there specific requirements you have of a therapist that if they want to come to you and work with you and as far as you doing the, the medical insurance billing for them? Sure. Um, again, good business sense, uh, very motivated, uh, willing to go out there and do some marketing on their own. Uh, we prefer five years of experience or s- specific training in orthopedic um, work because with workers' comp, we're dealing with very specific kinds of injuries and documentation. Obviously, somebody who has a level head on their shoulders, all those good things. So those are some of the basic things. Uh, yeah. Their own office. They, you know, we, we just do the billing for them. They're, they have their own office and their own setup. I would have loved that when I was in practice because I didn't want to deal with the um, paperwork. Well, you still have to chart, honey. You yes. know that. Well, even I, charting, I, I can't stand it. I no. love no. <laughs> do anything. No, I, I love charting. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with the charting because, you know, that was, that, I was easy to understand. It was the, the money stuff. Um, I wanted to, to t- bring up something that I sort of alluded to in, in the introduction was how much I've seen the massage industry change in 30 years. Mm-hmm. Because I remember, you know, in... Back in the early days. Yes, back when. Yes, when we made our own massage oil with rocks. <laughs> um, people, we were routinely giving people their first massage. Routinely. Routinely. That was, that, was, that was the big deal, you know? Yeah. And so you were educating them as to what massage is. Now you get people calling in on the phone, well, I want a little Swedish with a bit of Thai. And, uh, oh, you know, no. all of a sudden it's it's these mixed things because they've had some, an, some experience or a lot of experience. Mm-hmm to have an idea of what they want. And then it's you as the as the practitioner is going like, okay, how do I even answer that question? So that's been a big change I've seen. The mm-hmm. other, other used to be that our society with social media and everything has gotten much faster. The thing that I see is like before, people would book weeks out because they, they could make sure to come at that time with their therapist. And now we have people that call the same day mm-hmm. and don't wonder why they can't get in an hour. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's just the industry has changed, mm-hmm. you know, in that way. And and part of it is because there are places are there are places you can get in within the hour. Just walk in. Yeah. Luckily, though, if you have a, a thriving practice, people get that and they they schedule. Or way ahead. Yeah, or they're yeah. not going to get it. Yeah. Um, That's something I still tell my students. Though maybe I have to change that. That most once they get out there and start practicing, that most of the people they see it will be their first experience. And that's why I want them to be so good and. Well, I might have to change my tune one of these days, but it's still, we still see a lot of first timers. Yeah. But I know what you mean. There are people who do come to the clinic and they're like, yeah, do you do this and that? And like, they want these custom, it's like people asking for an ice cream cone. It used to be just vanilla or chocolate. Now it's got all this fancy sprinkles and stuff on it. Mm -hmm. And there's even space cream, space ice cream. Have you guys had that? It's, it's dehydrated ice cream. It's the craziest thing. But anyway. Where have you okay. been, where have you been we'll, hanging out? We'll talk about this. Maybe you can sell this at your place. We'll, we'll move on to product marketing in your office. Another wow. way to make some money. And I think mm. yes. uh, Catherine has, uh, has a handle on that one. And she can help us out. Why don't you yes. let us know? So people come into your office, your beautiful office of Stanley Lake. It's so inviting. It's so warm. And I love that. You have a whole little store there. And I got some things when I was there. It's a very nice addition. <laughs> Yeah, tell us about, you know, how you started doing that and how, is it very helpful? Or, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the easiest thing, of course, is to start small. 
mm-hmm. is the things that you know that the person needs, products that you're using on them already in the massage. It's not a hard sale. The person is looking to prolong the effects of the massage. Mm-hmm. And you're just making this available to them if they want it. You know, you can you can hand them free samples, whatever you want. But definitely people will find certain products are helpful. So ice packs, hot packs are a very easy way to start. Um, the particular uh, products that you use, I can highly recommend Peaceful Mountain products, actually locally here in Boulder. Mm-hmm. They make products like tendon rescue, uh, muscle rescue, oh, yeah, joint yeah. rescue. Uh, tendon rescue in particular is great for uh, plantar fasciitis and uh, tennis elbow. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So so start small you know, mm-hmm. with, with certain things. You do have to buy them in advance, of course, right. and then you make your profit as you sell. So you don't want to buy so much that you're worried about the turnover. But enough that pe- there's, people see there's enough stock on the shelf. You can't or just storage. leave one bottle there. Yeah, or storage. I yep. mean, you have to also consider that if you decide that, you know, the other thing that I recommended, I think the most of, more, more than anything, was get a good pillow. So many mm-hmm. people have either a terrible pillow, no pillow, um, and their neck, you know, really needs that support. Uh, but where do you put 50 pillows? You have to anticipate that and keep them clean and nice, you know. Yeah, no dust on them. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, and again, that's where actually, you know, talking to your friends and making a group purchase together, you can mm-hmm. get, a, get a better discount. Oh, that's, yeah, you know, that's and, a good idea. And do that. Actually, that was one of the ways I first started networking with other massage clinics was we sort of came up with a buying co-op together so we could get uh, discounts on Theracanes, um, right. Body Buddies. I don't, are, you're familiar with what those are? Mm-hmm. They're self, oh, yeah. self-massage tools. Body yeah. Buddies, yes. And the- self-massage tools are actually, and again, an excellent thing to sell because you, you can demo that for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make them demo it for you next time to check compliance. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they, you know, the, all those things help them and they just remember how helpful you are. Yeah, the foam roller is another popular one too. Foam rollers, and but yeah. what's the beautiful thing about these self care things? They still always come back, and they're like, "I tried a foam roll, but it's just not the same." It's so not they as still good need as to you. come and see us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or they used up their supply, or they broke their theracane, or yeah. they. Wow. I have people calling years later broke for a particular. Uh, that scared me when I heard. <laughs> what? Wow. That somebody broke a theracane. They're really hard to break. They are so. Someone really broke one. Wow. Uh-huh. Well, oh. actually, I think it was their child using it as a golf. Mm-hmm. No, but people come back routinely for for particular products that they've found to be useful, mm-hmm. and also give yourself. Um, I I find products to be very idiosyncratic. Uh, some people respond better to one product versus another. So we stock several kinds of products. For example, uh, we have Tramiel. And Zeal, which are from Heal products, they're homeopathic remedies. Mm-hmm. We have the Peaceful Mountain products. I also use some Tiger Balm products. And I'm surprised that one person reaches for the Tiger Balm arthritis rub product. Another person likes the Zeal, which is the Heal arthritis product. And, um, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. I think right. we all, all have different body chemistries. What, mm-hmm. a, what about essential oils? Do you have to be an herbalist to sell herbs or essential oils? Um, um no, I think you need to be trained in it. My my personal thing, like I actually have stayed away from nutrition, selling vitamins and things like that, because oh, yeah. it's way a, beyond my scope. Oh, that's a big my, world. Be, behind my knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Be, beyond my knowledge. So, but if I had a training in that, or mm-hmm. a training in essential oils, mm-hmm. or you know whatever it is, the service that you offer, mm-hmm. um, that you can help your clients. I, I know some people use magnets. Um, Whatever, whatever that is. There's so many things. Yeah. It's, it's really, really make sure it's something you can stand behind sure. in mm-hmm. case somebody asks you. 
Yeah, and you should have special training and certification if if it's available too, mm-hmm. hanging up on your wall, very visible. Yep. So do you have um, anything else you'd like to say or convey to all the massage therapists out there um, that's um, important that you'd like to let us know? Um, I would say that the thing that will always make the difference in your practice is you need to be really grounded in your work, uh, really coming from your feet. Over, otherwise, you're overusing your hands. And um, I see that over and over again when people are first getting out of school, especially in an interview situation. Mm. They get nervous and they're up in their head and whatever. And, you know, it's just really important to get back to your feet. Uh, no matter how long you've been doing a massage, mm-hmm. someone will always knock you off your dime. And so that the important thing is not that you get knocked off off your horse. The important thing is how do you get back on in mm. 15 minutes? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, because you will have that same issue the rest of your your practice. There will always be, for whatever reason, something will happen to set you off. And it's really important to find the tools to get you back. Do you have one suggestion for us to get back in our feet? Um, actually, start hulaing around the table. Hula. <laughs> hula. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Oh, well, like, again, really. Oh, doing the hula dance yes. around the table? That's yeah. a great. Just, yeah. just introducing more movement and putting a smile on my face. Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of going with my thumbs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, Always right. checking in with yourself. And I definitely find I have to kind of shake it off sometimes. Just ooh, hula dancing. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. it's Especially if you're busy, you know, it's free. You know, you get so far from yourself, you forget to check in. And yeah. When you work with very complicated clients, mm-hmm, too, who are in a mm-hmm. lot of pain and you're trying to tiptoe around that pain, that that can throw you off, too. Mm. But I tell students all the time, you're doing massage with your hands. And they look at me and I say, you're supposed to be doing it with your feet. And they just, I mean, I hope within 10 weeks they start to understand what that means because it's the difference between a short and long career in mm-hmm. this in this industry. It's yeah, yeah, you can have them hula dance around the table. Yeah, I'm bringing in some hula hoops and well, and that thing of not taking it seriously is like when you, when you said that about do, you're, you're doing it with your hands. Well, you're not you're not supposed to do it with your head only, mm-hmm. right? Right. You know, it's really about that connection and mm-hmm. um, that heartfelt thing that connects you into them. And if you're thinking so hard that your brow is furrowed and you don't have that smile on your face. Mm-hmm. And you haven't swallowed in five mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they feel it. Mm-hmm. They, they feel that intensity. It's like, oh my God, it must be really serious out there. Yeah. <laughs> like when I go around the classroom and they see how at ease I am, they, the one, they look at me in wonderment and think, what are you doing that's so different? And first of all, of course, I'm used to it. But I do, we say this a lot, act as if you've been, that you're very comfortable touching other people. For Pete's sake, you mm-hmm. know, it's like it never occurs to them that they could actually enjoy this and feel very comfortable with touch. Mm-hmm. And that took me a long time. It takes people a while, you know, to get that, get get rid of the barrier while maintaining the boundary, <laughs> you know. Very good. That's, that's, well the, that's the ticket there. So as we wind down... Yeah. Another wonderful episode with our wonderful guest. Catherine, mm-hmm. I just love you. And I want to... Thank you for um, all the work you've done for AMTA Colorado, but also for, um, you know, I've spent a lot of time with you over the years at AMTA meetings. We, we've we gotten some really good work done, and I, I just always enjoy um, your spirit of volunteerism, your unending uh, generosity in all matters, uh, massage you. and otherwise. So 
Thank you for thanks for coming on to the show today. And if you'd like, what and if if anybody out there would like to just peek at your website, see how you've developed that, and get some, and just look and see what that's all about. Go ahead and throw out your website. Uh, Stanley Lake Massage. Stanley is with the S T A N D L E Y dot com. And that's all, stanleylakemassage.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. And I've been to her office, and we have a wonderful person who knows what she's doing here in the massage world, and so we all need to consider our gurus. She's the quintessential mm-hmm. massage therapist, and also all every single one of her practitioners in her office, beautiful, wonderful, excellent therapist, so... Mostly because you taught most of them. Too. Well, right. <laughs> a, few, a few of them, not all of them. Well, yeah. thank you so much for joining us at our massage, our little massage podcast. We're so proud of it and we're having so much fun with it. Ow. And again, find us at massagepodcast.com. Please send us email, uh, an email on our contact page and say anything you want and uh, text us or email or, or leave a message at yeah. 303-656-9860. Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Great week. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone.